seeing just sea, you're like, yeah, the, the Earth is covered in sea. It, the globes don't lie. <laughs> and and was there ever part of you that was like, is the Earth flat? Um, no. Good, because you're... I'm not a moron. <laughs> <laughs> I love it if we just lose like 90% of our yeah. viewers because they're- It's flat. I saw the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I looked over I it. I nearly fell off. Um, we actually did a handbrake turn <laughs> yeah. to make sure we didn't go over it. Oh, sorry. We turned the engines up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Reverse, reverse! <laughs> It's really nice to be back. Yes, I will say because yes. we did. Uh, I don't mind saying we pre-recorded couple. two two weeks worth of episodes because we were both going to be away for two weeks separately. Yeah, um, we did. Uh, we did Jurassic Park yes. and we did Top Gun. We rewatched those um, great scenes. Great scenes. Sorry, it was Top Gun. Yeah. Great scenes. And then Jurassic yes. Park. But yeah, we did a cheeky little pre-record. Thank you for bearing with us, but we wanted to keep the content mill Come going. In. Yeah, May was a busy time and you clearly missed it. Yes. Clearly missed doing yes. this. I mean, there was that time that, as people will know, yes. they follow us on TikTok and Instagram, that uh, we couldn't put the show out because mm. you were literally stranded in the middle of the Atlantic. I was, yes, yeah, so I was I was filming on a transatlantic cruise right. for seven days, okay. which don't get me wrong, amazing. Yeah, sure. One of the weirdest experiences ever. Really? Because, okay. well, like, everyone there is 100 years old. <laughs> and I'm I'm the only other, like, person who's under 40 right. is, like, the other person I'm working with, people who are, like, the client who are there. And I had such a good time, but I was also just so... And, and obviously, I stick out like a sore thumb and I've got a camera <laughs> yeah, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, what are you filming? Are you taking pictures? You must be a keen photographer. I'm, like, I'm not just here alone yeah. with a massive yeah. camera. Uh, yeah, for fun. <laughs> for fun. No, I'm, I'm, we're working on the Was ship. everyone in bed by five? Was it that kind of lights no, out? They, yeah. it, was, it was like one of those, you get dressed up in black tie, oh, you go wow. dancing. Everyone oh. was in the best mood. Oh, fantastic. Because they're just all like 70 with their partner that they love. Yeah. I got very romantic. I was like, you know what? This is strange and I shouldn't be here, but this is also really lovely for yes. like those people. Yes, it's strange <laughs> like, to you because you're out of place. You yes. Know, if, if, if it works for these guys, let them do it. But then there was, this re there was this moment when I remember it was nighttime and it's actually the only time I've ever experienced a full 360 flat horizon. I've realized I've never oh, actually yeah. seen that because I've been at, I've been to the beach, obviously, but yeah. behind you is the sea. And if I do go out to sea, you can I usually can yeah. see the coast or I can see boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was an experience where I went out on the deck, you know, I've been sailing for like three days yeah. and there's just nothing. Wow. It's just flat ocean as far as you can see. And it's a very, it's almost like the thing to look at is the fact that there's nothing. It's quite scary. It's really scary. And you know, obviously me and this other producer were going over statistics like apparently six hours if you fall in. That's the average life expectancy, <laughs> six hours. And it's like, apparently you're not meant to swim, you're meant to bob. And then at night, even scarier, pitch black void yeah. of nothing. Yeah. If there's no stars, nothing that so you can't there is no it's just it's, it's black sky into black water yes. that's so like the, there's a little faint I've been in glow space. of the ship that goes out a few meters and then i think if you fell in it would like it would be similar to being in a just a wet cold black void oh jesus and it's just terrifying which makes me think about the titanic because obviously yes. I, I didn't even ask for iceberg lettuce on that ship i, I didn't even want to bring it up <laughs> boom, boom. But, yeah but um Thanks, i was just thinking that when the lights you haven't seen the film but when yes. there's a moment when the lights cut out on right. the ship it's dark. i think i've seen the sinking sequence but and yeah. i was thinking that obviously it gets dark in the movies but they've got to film a film yeah, yeah, yeah. i imagine that would be <sighs> Pitch black yeah. horror. Uh, that's no, but I did. I mean, I, we, when we talked about Titanic, I mentioned that like I went through a phase of like really like looking into like the facts of the actual the actual event, not the film. Yeah, uh, like, often after parties or whatever, like down a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. And there was one I watched, which was, which was an animation simulation that played the Titanic sinking out in yes, real time. I've seen right? those. Yeah, and I remember that because it showed how dark it was. Yeah, and it was really dark in terms of like tone. Is that uh, when the ship went under the water? You had about a thousand people in Still the water. No, in the water. Oh, in the water on top. But so what you've got is you've got complete blackness, unless there was a full moon or whatever. But yeah. let's just let's just or say loads of stars. Just say complete black, cold void, and just Freezing thousands cold. of hundreds of voices screaming, crying out. But and this is like from a natural primary testimony. Someone was just like, then minute by minute, the voices would grow less and less. Quieter, quieter until almost nothing, and that's 
really, really horrible. I'm so sorry Welcome to begin to the, the show. show. <laughs> Good God. But uh, the Wi-Fi, I'm not going to moan. I was at sea. The Wi-Fi was so bad. I actually, I voiced note to George. A voice note which took about a minute to send, which yes. I've never really had to do. I was like, George, it's taken me, because I was sending a couple of bits of work back that were just images. Yes. And to send like 40 or 50 megabytes, that's like a photo on that camera. Yeah. That would take an hour. So for us to have a phone call was the first time I've ever experienced that true like comedy bit of like the delayed thing. Yes. It was a good three or four second delay. Hi, James. Hi. 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 Hi, George. Yeah. No, I just want to talk about the show. And then you're going to get it out. Yeah. And then it's (laughs) like the the show. Yeah. I'm good. Thanks. No, no. I was asking about the show. Yeah. The show. about next week would be great. No, I've already asked that. Sorry, what are you asking me? So you were my first phone call I managed to get. I was was like under one of the routers and I was like, I'm going to give this a go. (laughs) And it was like, oh my God, a person, hello? (laughs) Is that you? I felt like uh, I was uh, like in the Bermuda Triangle, like lost at sea. Oh, what is it? What um, so, you, so you were so literally, so we couldn't put an episode of it because you, you had the it. file. I had the I file. I didn't have the file. James had the file. I thought it would be a case if I could leave it overnight, but the internet kicked you out every 10 minutes. Yeah. So I was like, even if I leave this going, there's no episode coming w- up. When that internet cut out, and, and oh, like you were just limited, were you like, welcome to the real world? Yeah. <laughs> this is this is what living without the It's like, I can the- describe a ship as like, a cruise ship as like a services a hotel lobby right. and a Westfield had a baby and you're in the sea. <laughs> right. And you know, if you've ever spent too long in a hotel lobby, it starts to feel weird. Yes. And like, it's a place you're actually meant to pass through. Yes, not and stay. You sit for maybe 10 minutes while yeah. you're waiting for something. Like actually, if you spent an hour there, you'd start noticing yeah. weird things. It's kind of like that, but it was seven days and you're not getting off anywhere because it's the Atlantic Ocean. Of course. And we did do a, um, a, commemora- a commemorative sound of the foghorn when we passed over the wreckage of the titanic really? on the third day huh they, so every day at 12 you would lose an hour and you'd be like it's at the captain would be like it's not 12 it's actually one o'clock huh. so we lose an hour as we go back you're currently 4,300 meters above the seabed and you're the nearest land is like i don't know we'd say like the faroe islands it's just somewhere in the middle yeah. of nowhere um and yeah it was weird and then you realize you're just floating it might, might as well be in space Oh uh, uh, yeah, it's like I've seen an Interstellar. I, it's like you know these these people who the deep sea divers. Deep sea divers. They don't even know how to swim. They can't even swim. I um, they're, they're over. They're fucking gone. I, I I when I look at cruise ships and the sheer size of them, I always feel like they look like skyscrapers that have been put on their side. Yes, their entire building cities, communities in one sort of self-contained thing. It's like a mega tower from Blade Runner. Just yeah. On and uh, you've reminded me as well about the sort of the the endless black void and mm. the sheer. I think the sheer existential threat of there being just so much nothing yeah i uh, had a colleague once who was uh he told me that he was flying over australia i think from perth to sydney mm. and he might have been a little bit hungover maybe a little bit of altitude sickness yeah. or whatever but he was had a window seat and he was flying over uh australia and he was looking down at the you know the bush the the, the yeah. sheer you know limitless 98% of australia yeah limitless expanse of nothingness mm. and desert and he got started to think about it and it, he got so overwhelmed that he threw up <laughs> like he was just <laughs> the possibilities yeah, the existential it's just like, like Leo when he oh, discovers what the matrix is yeah, for yeah, the yeah, first exactly, time. Exactly, he's yeah. gonna pop yeah. <laughs> yeah. um so yeah terrible Breathe so you. nice to have you back uh, oh it's great on, to be on, back. on on steady ground to be on, on land. land yeah um but yeah it has been a while and yeah. uh, seeing just sea you're like yeah the, the earth is covered in sea it, the globes don't lie. <laughs> and and was there ever part of you that was like, is the earth flat? Um, no. Good, because you're... I'm not a moron. <laughs> <laughs> I love it if we just lose like 90% of yeah. our viewers because they're... It's flat. I saw the fucking edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I looked over I it. I nearly but... fell off. <laughs> um, we actually did a handbrake turn <laughs> yeah. to make sure we didn't go over it. Oh, we turned the engines up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> reverse, reverse. <laughs> you also went away. Yeah, yeah, I actually, uh, I got tried back. to go away. I, oh, Jesus. So I, I got back last night and I can just feel myself draining of energy as I talk well, to you. Well, right if anyone's seen the news, you've seen the disaster yeah, that's been, yeah. uh, all the airports understaffed, it's been queues. So, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this actually happened technically before like the big wave of, of big things happened. So, so uh, obviously, uh, I, I went on away, I, had, I had, went on holiday, I had a nice time, I went to Malta, it was great. Um, and I want to caveat this, this experience by saying that there are, um, many more things wrong in the world that, that, than uh, some some British bloke not being able to go on holiday. Absolutely. I just want to say that. And obviously, also, I did, you know, manage to go away. And there are many people who have had travel disruption over this period who have not been able to go away. 100%. Um, 
but anyway, so, but yes, I was talking to you because you, you returned and then I left immediately. We had no crossover point. And uh, uh, I was meant to get a flight uh, at like 11 o'clock from Gatwick yep. to Malta. Uh, so we got to the airport like eight, you know, good amount of time because we were expecting delays mm-hmm. and stuff. And then responsible. Uh, responsible, responsible. Some people got there earlier. Some people got there like six. Mm. Okay, we're like, that's fine. So we get to the airport at eight and bag drops been open at nine. Nothing happens. No one's. Everyone just stood around going, "Where is? Where's the Malta stuff?" Keeps going. Nothing happening. Nothing happening. Nothing happening. And then so Al- you already dropped off your bags. No, no, no. We're waiting to drop off oh, our bags. Everyone's standing around with their big stuff. There were film crew people. You know, where some people doing Nickelodeon. George shoot. is trying to go on holiday with his <laughs> yeah. girlfriend. I've been waiting here for two hours. I tell you, it's yeah. a nightmare. Um, <laughs> There's no one here to no, help. But seriously, so, we, so it turns out, you know, eventually, like somebody walks forward after like an hour and a half and it's like, excuse me, I just want to let you know there's a technical fault with your plane and it hasn't actually left all to yet. Yeah. Why is like, it a 14-year-old boy? I know, it's like the squeaky voice kid in The Simpsons. You know? yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Mr. Simpson. <laughs> and uh, like no one can hear. So like, only like three people at the front can hear and then they have to relay it. Then like, due to like, you know, um, Chinese whispers, by the time he gets to the back, someone's like, apparently the plane like blew up and like the pilot's dead. I don't know. Um, but, but so this person like very very tamely is just like yeah you've there's a technical fault with the blind and you can't and what happened to it anyway so we all like we don't know what's going to happen so they give us these vouchers and my girlfriend and i were sat in like this crappy cafe in gatwick south terminal waiting to see what happens because the flight out has been cancelled and we're thinking yeah. okay, no, no holiday's going to happen and um and then the flight does get confirmed that it is happening it's just going to leave at midnight and i can't even and no, might as well be on a cruise ship. I don't know if anyone has been to Gatwick South Terminal. And if they have, I don't know how long they've spent in Gatwick South Terminal. You but have I, close I, to a record. I yeah. could tell you so much about the place. First of all, they are... Uh, how they many are, WH Smiths? Seven? <laughs> they are redoing the, like, the roof. So you've got, you look up, you've just got this scaffolding above you. Uh, right? And it, it, it's a completely devoid of natural light. Okay, it's all uh, just strobe, strobe, strobe. So and there's weird. one corner of the terminal where there is some windows, okay? Right mm. by arrivals, okay? And, um, but what's so depressing is that they've put these intermittent screens, like digital screens up that show a clear blue sky. No, yeah, none of yeah, that. I know, I know. I, can try, I might give you a picture. If we can, maybe we can put it in this. It is so depressing. Oh. You're, looking up, you're in this gray, airless, lightless box, and there's just this blue sky above you, like mocking you, like the simulation. It just makes you feel so unnatural. It's like something out of that film, The Island, with you and McGregor. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if you're getting you're chosen, you're going piece, to the island, yeah. <laughs> you all start wearing the same clothes. So, like, obviously, after a couple of hours, this... You know, you're you're breathing in like recycled air. There's no what you realize is everything on planet Earth, unless it's made made. Let me say that again. Everything, unless it's a cushion, is a hard surface. So there's concrete floors, there's big pillars, and after a while, you're just standing. Yeah. You're just becoming way too aware of everything and how leaning. it works. You're staring at your phone for a bit. Oh. You're trying to do. I know people oh. are fighting for plug sockets yeah. as well. Oh, people are like trying to create their back out. Luckily, everyone was very nice and no one seemed to lose their... T- yeah, everyone was okay. But there was obviously the prospect that then we were going to be there for hours. We couldn't leave. They're like, you're checking in your bags now. So they started, they opened check-in and then they were like, now oh, it's going to take... It, but it took three hours to get the entire plane checked in because there was problems with... The, There's problems with the computer on the fried. I'm going to have to take a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> Brummy. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I've also, no disrespect to any Brummy listeners, I've just, it was just, it just yeah, really just happened to be. to be the person who was there. Um, and uh, uh, so luckily there was a, a Yotel, you know, like like, like a yeah. like a, those like cool box modular hotels that oh, yeah, attached yeah. to Gamma Camp. We managed to like grab some like hours in there. And it was like just being able to li- A, lie down, B, on a soft surface, oh. C, in a dark, like yeah. dark room, like that we had no sensory overload. Awful. Because that's the thing about I remember you texting me be like, I'm not going to leave till midnight. And I remember like, holy shit, that's awful. And then like periodically throughout the day, I was like, George is still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's all this time that I've been living my life. Yeah. George is actually still in Gatwick Airport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surrounded just by a constant uh, buzz, noise, droning, light. I was getting a headache from the, 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 the lights. Jesus. Again, like, you know, 
obviously I did go on a holiday, so like yeah, yeah, but there must be good things anyway. But um, uh, and then like eventually, I mean, like, have you sat in Gatwick Airport as it empties of people at like ten o'clock at night, and there are like two flights left, and by this point, the only people left are me and the the rest of the flight who you recognize. Yeah, and then you you have to go to the gate. When the gate got announced, everyone was like, and then you go to the gate, and obviously there are people there with kids, you know, and I really felt yeah, oh god, I really struggled. I feel bad complaining about traveling to people that actually. Yeah, I, I can't I, totally. Imagine. And then we, and then walking to the gate, which is like a mile away, you know, two miles away, whatever in Gatwick, and you walk down these like empty gates, and it's just this long corridor, and you almost feel like, is this, is this, is this purgatory? purgatory? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you arrive at the gate, and you get in there, and it's just full of people. We're sat waiting, and then like the flight arrives, but then the, the guy comes on the telephone, is like. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's a problem with the fueling of the plane. We uh, you never catch every word. Fueling. Basically, there was no, there was no, they couldn't fuel the plane. And and, and we, what's we? I genuinely thought it was just going to get cancelled, even when we got on the plane. Wow. And then it was only when we we're in the air. I thought they can't cancel us in the air, can they? I love it when um, people address large crowds of disgruntled people with not enough information. Because you're the one the announcement you got reminded exactly. me of the time I was I was in uh, South. Africa and I was I was flying home from Johannesburg but I flew from Cape Town I had to get a connecting flight Johannesburg Johannesburg to home and in my connecting flight I needed to pick up my bag and recheck my bag so I get off my flight and no bags everyone's waiting around everyone's got another flight to catch in an hour and a half and you need your bag to go reach queue to yeah. recheck it in all of that and everyone's waiting everyone's waiting no bags and Johannesburg airport is pretty hectic it's like not very organized there's a lot of people standing around yeah. but no one seems to know what, right. what's going on and this person after people have been standing for like 25 minutes like three bags had come and like that was this everyone's standing around like do you know where the bags are i don't know i've got to catch my flight are you on that flight yeah i'm on that flight and someone just stands so one of the people who works yeah. the airline comes up and, and she just doesn't say enough information she goes ladies and gentlemen uh, i'm very sorry but your bags are not here <laughs> and it's like it's like and everyone just went just like, well, what do you mean they're not here? It was like, you didn't give enough information. Yeah. You, you should, we knew that. We knew that. confirmed the worst. That, now, we're all, now we're all flipping to like, I don't have my bag to go home. Yeah. It's like in the School of Rock, which she's like, uh, uh, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, um, your children are missing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, what do I do with that? We did oh, eventually get God. the bags, but it was like, they threw them in a corner and you just had to find it. Oh, kind God. Of by, and then run to go. Catch and I got two free bags that day. <laughs> I just <laughs> took what I could. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so we landed at like five because it was an out time difference. Landed yep. at about five o'clock in the morning, Malta time, and then and then luckily How I was really was dreading. Wait, I was really dreading that the sun would come up, and that that would really depress me because that because then my body would go, oh, time to wake up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'd be like, no, no. Um, so I was a zombie for a whole day. There's a picture of me by the pool the next day. Yeah, <laughs> relatively speaking. Yeah, relatively yeah. speaking. Yeah, with a burger and like. I even through my sunglasses, you could see my eyes. <laughs> just like just sagging like, oh, down. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then on the flight back last night, it was delayed and delayed. And uh, luckily we made it. But, you know, someone on the plane told us that their flight out, they all turned up for this flight. And the people, the you know, airline was like, yeah, the flight's going, but it's a smaller aircraft. So everyone with seats numbers, you know, this number to this number, you can't, there's no, there, no. There, there are no seats on this plane. You cannot fly. And that included like a family of five who were going on holiday. And they were like, you can fly on the 6th of June. They were like, it's half term. It's the June, like, what What are you talking? So um, uh, terrible. Jeez. I mean, so there's some real issues out there at the moment. But, but I had a very nice holiday in the meantime. But I know I haven't seen you. So I just want to, yeah, that's, I know. We, we've had this sort of we strange, can't talk outside of this <laughs> strange <laughs> traveling uh, existence that's brought us back to earth now but uh yeah i had a nice time there yeah water's <laughs> lovely very nice lovely yeah. people yeah. like no interest in like your actual holiday which i'm sure was fine yeah talk about the horrible bits yeah. but uh, did you not notice it's that such a I... british thing to whine about the trouble yeah. oh you won't believe yeah. getting back from the airport I, and i wouldn't normally dwell on it but i just thought it'd be funny because i was texting you throughout the day yes. being like i i'm still here and it was like eight o'clock in the evening so by this point i've been at the airport for 12 hours and you were like are you still there i was like yes and i have three hours till my flight oh my god four hours Sorry, sirens on our end yeah that's fine anyway I've noticed a lot in the when I listen back to it at the other episodes, and there's sirens like every 15 minutes, and I yeah. feel bad because sometimes I'm, I'm like, is that outside? And I wonder if someone's driving, they uh, hear sirens. Yeah. So I will try to say sirens are on our end, just so you know, because I live, I clearly live near a police station. I, I don't know. It's that and the wild hogs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The people smoking weed downstairs that just wafted. Uh, anyway, so I'm back.
So George, one of the things I was absolutely gutted to miss while I was away was that, that we got invited to go yes. to the premiere of Top Gun Maverick, which is so cool yes. eh, for us to just be invited to that. Um, and you went. Yes. You managed to go. Yeah, to, you, to, and it, you weren't there. And it was very sad. I the know. royal premiere of Top Gun Maverick. So we'll talk about the film in a bit because you've had a chance to see it. I've seen Great. it. Great. Yep. Um, but yeah, we had this. Uh, we're very lucky to be invited to go. I mean, when I say invited, like properly, like someone handed me a black envelope which had Pulp Kitchen podcast written on. <sighs> Which Love was it. amazing. So We're we haven't really caught now. up about it. So I'll just I'll just talk you through the day. Really. I kind of so, like got a little voice note from you about the experience, but I was like, I can't wait to properly ask you all about that yeah. on the show and so, dissect it. I'll just talk about the premiere. I mean, we um, I saw this in uh, 4DX at the mm. Sydney World Leicester Square, which I'll talk about after we've talked about the film. Just sort of my my thoughts on that. Um, and yeah, it was a beautiful summer's day. And I mean, I have to say, so the way they'd set out Leicester Square for this raw premiere it was big when they do raw premieres they they it's sort of synchronized across the different cinemas in Leicester Square so it wasn't just at the Cine World it right. was also at the View and at the Odeon you know different kind of makes sense because they're all there right? exactly and different guests go into different screens and, and all that kind of stuff right and the you know I, I many years ago I used to work in uh did, did some work on film premieres and I was in meetings where people would talk about the design of how they're gonna okay the crowd's gonna enter you know people gonna enter here and then mm. we're gonna flow over here we're gonna create a little bridge there so the sort of architecture and design of the, the red carpet was really interesting because you kind of went through one space uh and you're alongside where the stars are I immediately walked in Miles Teller was immediately there wow. tall is what is I he? noticed yeah wow, I mean okay. I'm, I'm six four yeah and he he looks my maybe taller maybe your height which really? I was really intrigued about um, so I saw him. He doesn't look tall. He doesn't. That thing he doesn't. But he was. He was like. I mean, especially I, I, acting across I, I, Tom I did Cruise, see who's small. Uh, but he famously, I've seen picture Tom Cruise acting on a box. Yes. But anyway. Uh, anyway, so kind of you kind of go through, and they've set up all these panels, the electric panels with the 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 the. the, the, the film marketing on and they've got a stage where there's cast being interviewed uh, i think it was alex zane is it alex yes, zane? yeah he he's still good. yeah yeah it's it's funny sky. yeah because i used yeah. to watch alex zane interview people in like 2010 for sky movies Balls of steel no 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 you would do things like you know you just ask people like their favorite movies and things like that it was when i was kind of getting into film and everything yeah like anyway so i was like oh, he's still here yeah um and they were playing the top gun theme like so much but the new version you know so the the Top Gun 86 is like, do, do, um, that's not it at all. But, um, yeah, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't. Uh, it but now. it's the slow down more, dun, 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 yeah, yeah. Dun, and, um, you kind of go around this sort of curve, and then they have this huge jet. This huge, like, F, I think probably an F-14. Yeah. No, no, I think it was an no. F-14. Okay. I don't think they're... The, 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 like, many, I know. Did you see I, the yeah. film? I don't like know. I know what it's, jet it, it It's an F-number jet. Those are F-16 jets. <laughs> and you've got the press pit, which is just full of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Tom Cruise, I see Tom Cruise right there. Um, and too much of a distance to judge whether he is short or not. But he was there giving a very it's sort of... Right. Okay. Um, he was there. That, great. There goes our ever potential interview with Tom Cruise. <laughs> Gone now. We're never going to get a chance to speak <laughs> to him. <laughs> like that was in the bag. But, Tom, please. Um, and, you know, he was there giving his, his his speech. It was wonderful. And James, I mean, I hope this isn't too indulgent for our fans, but I think I should just tell you that, like, we got recognized. <gasps> someone it. someone came up to me um, and said, hey, is, is this you? He, he, had, he had the... TikTok what page the, what up. Was his name? And, and this guy, Dave, who's one of our listeners. Hi, Dave. Dave. Uh, thanks for coming Thank up and saying you. hello. Uh, because I was there on my own, because James was in, you know, on, in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. I was there, Billy No Mates, and uh, it was nice to be greeted by someone. So it cool. was a really hard moment. Thank you so much. And our audience is no way near big enough. No, for that to, to justify that at all. I got recognized, I want to say, like a month before right. at a club in Brixton, like yeah. a bar, rooftop bar in Brixton, and someone walked up to me. Yeah. And I thought it was, jo- I was out with my friends and I thought it was a joke. Yeah. She was like, oh, I'm so sorry to bother you. Are you? Do you do a podcast? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, is it called Pulp Kitchen? And I was what? like, yeah. She was like, I listen to your show. I'm such a huge fan. I was like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. And I thought it was a joke. I thought yeah. my friends were like trying to humble me for thinking I'm a big, uh, big guy I'm having yeah. a, a podcast. She's like, no, I listen to your podcast Amazing. all the time. I'm a really big fan. And I was like, this is made my day and it doesn't make sense because not that many people listen to no. this um so but thank you yeah that, that, that was a really great moment that was a nice little ego boost yeah. <laughs> um and um can't take, can't go anywhere now some, someone in the crowd as so you, so you, sorry you come out of the main press pit then and you walk alongside and you're walking by all the fans who are waiting for yeah 
for Tom Cruise. And as I was walking up there, someone asked me for a photo. And and I and I and I'm not saying that they were a pop kitchen fan. Maybe they are if they're listening. Hi, but I'm pretty sure they thought I was somebody else. Really? Yeah. And I didn't. On the, I didn't, in the area where. Yeah, they were just. Like, oh, excuse me. Can I have a photo? And I just went. Sure. Yep. <laughs> yes, you I can. I think there are people who are there who collect. No offense to you, but they collect like <laughs> pictures of famous people, and they just want to get everyone yeah. in case they miss sure. someone who's actually really big. Are you telling me this person wasn't there just to see me? <laughs> yeah. They didn't oh, have God. a T-shirt. My I hope face yes, on it. Like a little screen grab. <laughs> yeah. Of the show. yeah. No, I. I, I I'd love it if that was true. I know, but, I, but I, I, I could tell. I, I, I think, oh, I don't think this guy knows who I am, but whatever. Are you for Tom Cruise? <laughs> Miles Teller? John Hamm? No, George from Bolt <laughs> Kitchen. What's that? <laughs> What's that? Um, anyway, and um, and then we went in, and it was just, that, that was a really nice experience. And, you know, Tom Cruise, the, the, the whole show was meant to start at seven, but he was still going around. He does the proper, he works nice. through all the fans on the carpet. That's very right. sweet. That's his thing. And he was waiting for... Wills and Kate, Duke and Duchess of Cambridge to arrive, and then which yeah. they didn't arrive too much Just later. Daily Mail pictures of them all, all over yeah. it. But I obviously was like, I I don't want to miss the start of the film. I'd actually quite like to go to go watch. This Is movie. Kate a fan of the show? Did you chat to her? I didn't get a chance. No, I didn't get a chance. I did hear Shame, she sure did shout after. She was like, George, George. I was like, the film is starting, Kate. Kate. I can't miss it. Okay. Um, and then I and then I went in and watched it, and uh, which is great. We'll talk about the film in a bit. But mm. on the whole, a really uh, great experience. So Thank cool. you to you know. Uh, Sydney World because we were seeing it at their, their cinema so great experience very fun sad you can't be there I know um, I to miss it but oh and sorry. you can go on TikTok and Instagram and see the video that George made of all oh, of that maybe yeah. I'll put up the video while it's on sure maybe we'll whatever if I don't uh, go and check out you can see sure. George's video that he made on the red carpet you can see yeah. some of the famous people his experience with 40X go check yeah, it out yeah yeah I got some little snippets of Miles and Miles and Thomas as they're called yeah. uh, on the carpet um, so that, that was great it was a shame we weren't there, but it did give me a kind of a heightened experience of the film because I was just in such like a good mood mm. to watch it. So I guess we should probably just talk about the film now. Let's do it. So George, you did go to the premiere yep. and you managed to go see Top Gun Maverick. If for some reason you didn't know and you've not been listening to this podcast <laughs> and you just skipped to this bit, Top Gun Maverick has just been out. It's enjoying a lot of success. It is the sequel to the film that came out in 1986. Six. 36 years 36 later. 36 years later. Um, it is set 36 years later. Well, I, don't, I mean, obviously it was filmed in like 2018, 19 to come out yes, in 2020. It's been a while in the other. And, but then obviously because the pandemic. So it's, it's coming out two and a bit years late. Yep. And um, George and I, a couple of weeks ago, did a deep dive into the original Top Gun. We were sort of pretty excited for Top Gun Maverick. We were like, mm. we both hadn't seen Top Gun. And if you want to go check out everything to do with Top Gun and where that, where this series has yes. come from, please go and check out our when we watch Top Gun for yeah. the first time. Or if you haven't seen Top Gun in a while, you want a refresher. Yes. Just, just and I think you could, if that. you haven't seen it, you could still probably get a really good sense of what Top Gun's about yeah. from watching that. But Top Gun, if you didn't know, is a film that stars Tom Cruise. And it is about these Navy fighter pilots pilots and there's never been much of a plot to do yeah. with Top Gun but this film picks up 36 years later and uh, Maverick who's who's to the guy that Top Gun uh, Tom Cruise plays in Top Gun <laughs> and he is still basically we can see him at the start of this film and he's still basically doing the same thing he's called Maverick for a he's reason he's called Maverick for a reason and he works at these like test facilities mm. and he's still being a bit of a Maverick testing yeah. out like how far they can push fighter pilots. Yeah, there's this opening sequence where he has to, they've, they've built this amazing aircraft and they have to test it to reach Mach 10. Mach 10, it can only go Mach 9, so you have this sort of test sequence. Yeah. Test sequence and, you know, he pushes it too far, goes to the edge of space, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And um, he basically pisses off the wrong people um, and he gets sent back to the Top Gun yep. Academy to be uh, an instructor, which is something he said at the end of the original Top Gun. Yeah. He's like, what do you think you're going to do, Maverick? I think I'm going to go and be an instructor. Yeah, and it's revealed in a little bit of dialogue that he only lasted two months. It didn't that, work yeah, out. Yeah, it didn't work out because, because that's his character because he's, he's like that. So yeah, 30, he finds himself back at Top Gun in an instructing capacity. And in typical Top Gun fashion, there is a reason why he needs to come back because there is a very specific mission that mm. needs to be delivered and the only person who would be good enough to deliver and execute this mission yeah. is maverick and he's been uh, given may, sorry go so on. may i just say this point so the mission is to uh destroy an, a 
uranium enrichment facility. Very if, non-specific. Yeah, in, in a country, we don't know where. Against an enemy, we, we don't, don't know, know who. A bit like the original Top it's Gun. It's kind of implied communist. Yeah, like there's it's no just them. You don't, e you don't even see the uh, skin color, ethnicity, like yeah. to even try and Embl place I, where no it would be. There's no symbols either on anything. No symbols, yeah. no flags. It's, yes. uh, and you know, you've, they're, really, they're really good at establishing the threat that needs to happen. And he's got this hot, fresh crew yes. of young fighter pilots who are such a mirror of Tom Cruise when what he was like 30 yes, years ago. Yeah. And very controversially, one of them, played by Miles Teller, um, is the son of Goose, yeah. who is the pilot that Tom Cruise flew with in the first movie who died because of recklessness and, and you know, yeah. basically not, not being careful enough. And on, on Maverick's part, yeah. Even on, though he was cleared of it, it was clear that he was being reckless and it caused yes. Goose's death. And he sort of, he, you've got uh, John Hamm who plays this like military stiff mm. who's super anti the fact that, that that Maverick is part of this. And they have literally got two weeks to get these pilots to do this maneuver, which is impossible. Like yeah. they need to fly incredible speeds through a canyon. It's very uh, New Hope. Yeah. They really have to, it, it, it is a New Hope. They need to yeah, fire I mean, a anyway, missile yeah. into a tiny yeah, little, it is a little bit, yeah. I've only just thought that. And basically what they have to do is they have to fly really fast yeah, canyon, canyon run. Yeah. achieve this like incredible amount of G-force up over this mountain, yeah. very accurately plant a bomb and do that without passing out. Yeah. And they're testing it and failing. And the film basically goes on from there. Um, I think also it's just worth saying, for context about uh it was filmed on imax cameras wasn't it yes this yep. was shot on uh, uh it was shot on ari large format which is like it's like a, it's an imax partnership but it was yep. one of it's a fantastic imax presentation yep. i'd say it's the best non-known than imax presentation i've seen right okay because um, you, you went and saw it at the imax i did see it yes, in IMAX. Right. I'm, I'm so glad i did uh at yeah. my behest may i just say because I'd, I'd seen it first and i said you really have to go see and it I'm the IMAX. so i'm so a fantastic big screen presentation. Um, um, I, I think also just a bit of context as well. Yes. Uh, on the, There's scenes between uh, Tom Cruise and another character played by Jennifer Connelly, who yep. sort Jennifer of Connelly represents maybe like a this. potential future. Because Whereas Mars Teller and stuff with Goose is about his past. Yes. Jennifer Connelly represents a future. She's like this sort of sassy bartender who yeah. like, you know- Bit of a thin character, to be honest. Slightly but. thin. Um, we're, we're going to get into yeah, which what kind of reason. So she's, so she's there running this part, and you know, sort of Tom Cruise uh, sort of reconnects with her. And also behind the scenes, uh, above him, high up in the in the navy, is Iceman Val Kilmer from the first film, who is yeah. now General Kazansky, a, 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 a decorated, a prestigious general who is doing a lot of favors for Maverick and sort of yes. keeping him in line with the navy. Whereas other people, including Ed Harris at the beginning, who would. And I just want to say, I, I know that Top Gun, <laughs> like especially you think about the first one, the plot isn't you know one of the things you can really spoil but yeah. i think i think with the sequel there is some stuff i don't want to reveal but i think the way we're going to do this review we're going to talk spoiler free for a while yeah and then i'll give you a really good warning and then from then we're going to talk spoilers yes. so if you have seen it great enjoy two parts but i think me and george both want to talk about some yeah. specific plot elements yeah. if you haven't seen it by all means watch i'll give you a really good warning i'll flash up on screen come back when you've seen the film because i think yeah. there is some yes. things yep. that you might Agreed. might actually not want spoiled but yeah it also so it stars tom cruise val kilmer miles teller jennifer connelly uh glenn powell monica barbaro ed harris john ham yeah. that's all like who are, and who well on. actually just on the side thing it also features manny jacinto who was in the good place the tv show was one of the main characters in that and is a you know actor in his own right it turns up yeah. in other things and i remember he was cast in the top gun thing he is has not a single line and and honestly he's in about three shots right there were times i was like he uh, manager is, is he not in this film at all he's, just, he's basically an extra and really? i couldn't couldn't believe it and do you know what the same thing happened extra it's just really weird for someone who's actually like a billable yeah, talent yeah. and the same thing happened in another film called uh bad times at the el royale which also had john ham and also had lewis pullman and i was like there are two films with john ham and lewis pullman in which manager Jacinto says nothing <laughs> anyway <laughs> I digress. Um, but George, you were lucky enough to actually get to go to the premiere. What did you think of Top Gun Maverick? I think Top Gun Maverick is a really solid piece of work. Um, I think that it's a film made for and made by its flight sequences. Mm -hmm. And like when this film flies, it really flies. Mm. Okay, like a bit like the original Top Gun in 86, you have two films. There's the film on the ground and there's the film in the air. Yeah. And in this film, the, the action on the ground is fine, solid, not as weak or distracting as it was in the original, like yeah. perfectly serviceable stuff on the ground. The stuff for Jennifer Connelly is fine, a bit cheesy, a bit distracting. Yeah. 
But then there are scenes um, with Val Kilmer. There's like an extended, there's one scene uh, with Val Kilmer. That's not really a spoiler. I think that's just sort of been talked about. I won't talk about what happens, but it's like an extended cameo. Um, and that's really heartfelt. So that could very easily have got that wrong. Yes. And I yeah. thought it was just the right yeah. amount. Because I, I, when, when he was in it, I was like, are we really going to? Yeah. Because Val Kilmer obviously suffers with a lot of health issues. Yeah. And I, I feel the way, the way they dealt with that was, was really well. And that, you know, it, it does say at the beginning in the credits, you know, starring da, 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 and Val mm. Kilmer. Um, but when it's in the air, it's, you know, something else. The, the, the tactility and the way that those sequences are shot, it, it, it no, completely pays off. anything like you it. You know, the, Tom Cruise and the, and the production have talked a lot about how uh, these things were shot for real. And, you know, they were pioneering something. They'd, they'd said, oh, in American Made, which is another Tom Cruise film, and, and, and Fallout, they'd pioneered this new way of shooting aerial sequences, right? And they have done that in Top Gun, you know, the cameras in the cockpit and, and in a way that just, just like delivers. as well. Yeah, it just it delivers. Just... And, and there was moments when watching these ex- flight sequences that I was like, <laughs> and I was like, this is almost what film was made for and this was made for film. There is yeah. something about putting the motion. Putting something on screen you Putting something imagine. huge and, and, and like... Uh, rationalizing it on screen in a way that is just not just uh, metal-headed and uh, petrol-headed. It's, it's like almost balletic and, and mm. elegant. There's something elegant about the way these flight sequences are done. It's just... And like for people that we don't care about planes. Yeah, I don't care I about don't planes. romanticize... I don't care about the military Military, either. like flying. Yeah. But all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, yeah. I am so into what they're talking yeah. about with planes and the G-force and how they move and how... Like, and there, there are so many elements of like... You re- felt like every time they sped up, you were like yes. being pulled back with the G-force. Yes, I mean, I did because I saw it in 40 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you about that in a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the mechanics of like cinema are in there about making you, as you say, feel like you're, you're moving with them and, and spinning with them. Um, I mean, I, I had a blast. I had a blast. It was it, it was great fun. What I mean, what did you think? I thought it was fantastic. Oh yeah, good. and I think it's so much better than it has any right to be in 2022. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think um, it's interesting to talk about how you know there's the, the the ground movie and the plane movie. I really I think there's this film was two halves for me. There's mm. the first half, and I was like, this is great. This is so much better than I thought it was going to be. Even though I'd heard good things, yeah. I was like, this is actually. It, for some reason, it manages to honor everything that Top Gun 86 was. Yes. At the same time, it's not yes. be, it is cheesy, but it not being so cheesy where it's just weird, yeah. but it feels modern and relevant. Yeah, it's not a pastiche. Not a pastiche at all. And then the second half, the film really oh, kicks God. in. Yeah. And I, 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 that was when I was like, no, no, this is, this is special. Yeah. And I think this is actually a fantastic yeah. movie. And the, the, the whole second half, which is basically them... Uh, like beginning of like when the stakes really set in and executing the mission i was like oh my god this is just yes, yeah. unbelievable yeah and i've told loads of people i was like please don't write it off this is yeah. actually so much better than you ever could think yeah. it would be and I'm, i promise i'm not spoiling it and one of the main things i said if you listen to our top gun uh watching for the first time episode i said going into maverick i really want to know what are the stakes why should i care yes. these characters which i don't care about why should they matter yes. They worked so hard in this movie to let you know exactly what the danger yeah. was. What are the yeah. what are the technical risks about yes. doing this maneuver to someone who doesn't fly, oh. and the emotional repercussions yes. of it? Which I I thought I didn't care about mm. these characters. I nearly cried. There was yes, I was, me too. I got to a yes. point where I was like, oh my god, yeah. I am on the yeah. verge yeah. of these characters, which in a Top Gun shiny movie I shouldn't really care about. But I'm there I was can. One, yeah. There was one line in particular that I was like, there was a moment. Oh moment where I gasped audibly. I was like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. I literally clutched myself because I couldn't, I, I was so in. And and yeah. I think it's also obviously like incredible, incredible, Joseph, uh, Joseph Kaczynski. Yes, director. the director, yeah. And also it's a testament to Tom Cruise. I mean, I, mm. I know he's the most rated actor in the world, yeah. but there is a reason why he is still making excellent movies yes. at the top of his game. That, and no one else but Tom Cruise could do that film. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, and film to Tom Cruise. And he's doing a bit more, he, he gives me a lot more emotional range than I think mm. he does in Mission Impossible, which are mm. films I really enjoyed, but I feel like Tom Cruise is very just, yeah. he's, a bit, he's a bit wooden. His yeah. character doesn't have that much to do. Yeah. And in this, I'm just, my heart yeah. aches. Yeah, but I was I was surprised by how I I agree. I, I there was like I just said there was there was one line in it in particular that really got me. And even when I keep thinking about it, I was like, and when we talk, talk about the spoilers, I'll, I'll yes. say what that was. But um, I agree. The the just to go back when you said about uh, it's not pastiche because this film opens 
it, exact, exactly the, the same, same as Top Gun 86. Highway to the Danger Zone. Danger, no, the, the, the scroll that says, you know, in 1969. In 19, and, yeah. and then it's... Top Gun. Yeah, and then you have... all the voiceover, but in my head, yes. I have 80s trailer voices. Yes, exactly. Head, yeah. And then you have the, you know, the sunsets and the, the planes landing, Lots Kenny Loggins, Dejo's. 200 mil yeah. with military personnel on an aircraft yeah. throwing ropes yes. and ships and like, and the, 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 it comes into frame. Yeah. It's just... And I think what it's... That basically says... We're back in Top Gun. We're back. This at the beginning, and now I'm going to take you. All the fans, come yep. in. Real and now in. we're going to slowly but surely move into a place of our own over yes. the course of this film. Um, when I saw the opening as well, and a couple of the sequences throughout the film, I thought they are, you know, knowingly borrowing from Tony Scott's visual language and what Tony Scott did in that film. Mm -hmm. And I was therefore really glad that when the credits come up at the end, it does say in memory of Tony Scott. Yes, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna, because there was a point I thought they can't just not accept they're taking so much from what he 100%. did. So th that was brilliant. I, um, yeah, there are, I think what this film gains over the original, not to compare them too much, but that idea of the mission Yes, th there's not a mission. So much. the only mission so in the original in the is, is I want to sleep with you know, Tom that Cruise saying it. I want to sleep with Kelly McGillis. Yes. Right. The mission in this one is is gone over so many times that you as an audience understand every movement. And it reminded me of either a sports film yeah. or a musical film where yeah. it's like like there's a, a show date. It's there's a show, and you know the dance choreography off by heart. So when you see the the the, the the dancers perform, you know the choreographies. If any of them mess up, you're invested. And the same yes. way with the sports team, you know the stakes, you know the play. So if someone doesn't throw the American football in the right place, it's yeah. something like that. And that's what it reminded me of. And so when when the mission hits in the third act, and as you said, so I, mean, I feel like I've already been there for two weeks. I know yeah. exactly what has to be done, and it's and, so... and, and the, you know this sort of canyon run. You are every single bank and turn of the plane. You are with holding a breath. There was, I agree with you. There was, I was, I was with the film, and then there is a sequence. I, in a non-spoiler way, I'll call it the the two minute fifteen sequence. I think is the way. I think that's a fairly not sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, this is stepping up again. It this really is, is really. It reminded me a bit of a different film completely, but uh, when I saw Rogue One, which is a yes. film that was like, yes, going that along, in, fine. And then it? the third act in Rogue One was like, whoa, this uh, this is a bit like that. I The dynamic with Rooster, as you said, emotional, really worked. It's played by Miles Teller. Who's yeah, and they, I mean, they, and they do. I think how this film works as well, uh, I think how this film works really well is that if you are, not familiar with the original you Get can it. watch it there are some subtle references to the original and, and there are some, some clips yeah, and there are some overt references so the the subtle references like you know when um, tom cruise walks down the classroom from behind yes. and they all look at him and which is exactly what kelly mcgillis did in the original remember yes. when they realized oh god that's the person from the bar right? yes that's the subtle one the overt references of course of showing goose's death and showing yeah. the which um, and, and i think it's it was i think they, they only had one thing from the original film yes. yeah. and that was the impact of goose's death on tom cruise and they went fine yeah it's going to be so much more played and that is going to be yeah. the central cause of tension yes. that informs it actually brings an emotional stake to the, Honestly, to the, to the mission, and, I, it, and it worked. I almost, almost thought they were going to credit Anthony Edwards because Goose feels like a character in yeah. this film. He is so important. You get the shot of them playing the piano in the bar, yeah. which like in Top Gun is like just a little bit of fluff, yeah. but that means so much. And yeah. anyone who, as I know now, there are lots of people who grew up really loving Top Gun. Yeah. Those people are going to love that scene and it's going to feel like seeing something, it's going to be like me when I see something from the original Star Wars film yeah. and something new, it, like, it hits. I think there is something really interesting happening in this film about the the role of movies, basically. Not to read too much into it, but- This is how good Audrey You, you know that clip about um, at the beginning where uh, Tom Cruise is like, uh, you know, Ed Harris says, you know, planes will fly themselves soon. P mm. Your time is coming up, you know, and you'll, you'll be obsolete soon. You've got this new AI plane. Exactly. And Tom Cruise says, maybe, sir, but not today. And you, this is kind of like last stand element. And with the context of the, the press around this about the pandemic and Tom Cruise speaks in all the interviews about like, I'm so glad we could do this now with no masks. We can get people in theaters to see it. Tom Cruise is the only kind of person who can get that film made. Exactly. And, um, when you, uh, sorry, this bad about this being um, a film, what I've found from speaking to people and my experience and your experience is that this 
harkens back and sort of recaptures that joy of the blockbuster film. Mm. I know people who have gone to see this film and, well, when I saw it, people clapped at the end. So they cheered. Same. Right. And so people have it in your screening. I know somebody else who went, people clapped and cheered. And, and that is what a wonderful. A big smile. It's on my a face. big, big smile, big clap. Woo! Fully invested, cheering, but not in a way that feels cheap. Like I, I felt the original kind of did because it didn't really invest enough for you to, you know, pull yep. it off at the end. This, uh, I, I think to, to have that at a point where films are right now is lovely. I, it's interesting because I don't want to just shit on these movies, but when I think about a film like the first Jurassic World mm. and how that in a lot of ways is calling back to an original movie, not yes. the same area, but from a significant amount of time ago, I don't feel like that is able to get away with what Top, Top Gun Maverick did. Mm. There's some special source in Top Maverick where it feels like so much love. Yeah. And it's, it's just surprising of how much it felt true to Top Gun. Yeah. But at the same time, it comes out in 2022 yeah. and it doesn't feel cheesy, corny. Because yeah. that was our main impression of Top Gun. It was yes. almost like, how could I think about this movie now? It's such a byproduct of its era. It's yeah. not bad. It's just not that good. And we should say they don't play Take My Breath Away. They don't play Take My Breath. What <laughs> the hell? Thankfully. I was waiting. <laughs> no, no. I thought maybe the end credits. But... Did you notice though, in the very tense third act when they're preparing for the mission, yeah. they had put the danger zone chords in the score did you not hear that Maybe, I don't so know. they're all like gearing up putting their helmets on you hear boom boom oh, that's brilliant boom 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 and i was like oh, oh i do remember oh, that's, I do remember, uh, that's yeah. working for me i um, i really liked john ham as a military yes. stiff again it's such he, he plays like a real like stock character mm. but it works and he's really good yeah. and like intention he has with tom cruise it's works um, and again he's good at like raising the stakes and they bring the date earlier there's a moment yes. where they're gonna have to yeah, do the, yeah. they had two weeks it's like they're gonna move we now have to do this in two days yeah yeah, yeah. and and you get you get beach volleyball beach football yes there's and a whole this, thing they, they didn't they, did, they weren't like we're not gonna do it like, yeah we're doing it yeah. everyone get oiled up in at yeah. sundown on the beach throwing the football everyone's yeah. ripped uh, we, can we talk spoilers? Okay, no, I so feel like we're getting to that point. We are now, if you haven't seen the film, this is your spoiler warning. We are going to go into spoilers for Top Gun Maverick. Please go and see it and feel free to come back. Yeah. But yeah, any any plot details well, you want to talk uh, first about? First of all, I want to say that the, the emotional beat that really got me is that you, so when you have this mission, <laughs> when you have this mission at the end and they're doing the canyon run and it's you've got four planes and the two planes at the front, which is Maverick's one and um, the, I can't remember the, remember the, the guy. pilot yeah. and... Bob is in the yeah, back. Yeah, right? They're up ahead. And then Rooster's back and he's holding it up because he's not going fast enough to make yes. this in time, right? And there's a whole contrived, very well contrived reason why they have to fly at a certain speed at a certain time to avoid detection, radar, sound and sites. They have to be at a certain height, otherwise yeah. they'll get shot down. Yeah, And so... And, and, and also they established that they are now at a technological disadvantage to their enemy. Yes. So the planes that they're using are not as yeah. fast and not as like uh, like weaponry yes. equipped. So they need to get, against the G18 yeah. or something yeah. like that. Uh, oh no, it, it, Generation 5. Generation five. 5. And towards the end, I was like, what? Against the Generation 5? They're going to get <laughs> yeah, yeah, killed? Yeah, yeah. Like, I felt like I knew. So they're on this mission and they go, and Rooster's holding up. And the whole time in this film, Tom Cruise is, um, sorry, Maverick is, has kept saying to himself. Tom Cruise. No, but yeah, Tom Cruise <laughs> yeah. has said to himself, you know, uh, talk to me, Goose, which is what he would say in the original one, right? He would yeah. say, yeah, 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 talk to me, Goose. And then he says that, he says, oh, come on, talk to me, Goose. And then Rooster back in the plane just goes, talk to me, Dad. And I was like, oh, oh, man. And the reason, I was thinking about why that worked, why that really got me is because that whole film, Rooster is just angry. Yeah. He's angry at Maverick. He's angry at Maverick for back. the role in his dad's death, but also for holding uh, Rooster back. There's this whole subplot about how uh, Maverick was putting stops to Rooster's career to, to dissuade him from being in the Navy because uh, it's what Rooster's, um, yeah, Rooster's mum asked him to do. And this whole film, Rooster is angry and, and, and clashing with Maverick. Yeah. And what you have in that little moment there when he says, talk to me, dad, is that he's not angry. He just reveals that he's just in, he's in loss. He actually yeah. just, he's someone who is driven by, he misses his dad. That, that's it. It was just such a sensitive moment. You've, you, this hard exterior is gone because of the fear of the mission. And he's genuinely scared. You realize this guy just misses his dad. And then the, what happens subsequently between Maverick and, and Rooster in the, in the third act is so... When, so when, uh, when, they, when they do, they complete the mission, but they're now, their planes have crashed and they've come out yeah. and they land in the snow. And you, there's a moment where you think Maverick's dead. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Because he, that, that film would have worked if Maverick had died. And they, they'd set it up so they'd much. set it up so Ma well for him Maverick to make the ultimate sacrifice. Maverick expects, it basically understands that someone's not coming back. John yes. Hamm says, 
it, that's just the mission. That's, that's what happens. He's on the runway and he says, if I don't come back, you know, it was really great knowing you. Yes, yeah. And, and the, like the huge smile on my face when I realized they were both alive yeah. and they meet each other like in the middle of, you know, communist no man's land. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? I told you, I told you to think. And he's like, you told me not yeah, to yeah. think. Like, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? He's like, you told me not to think. And then you realize that you've got this now, these people who have, who have pretty much made up and are on yeah. the same team are stuck and they have to go behind enemy lines yeah. to steal a plane yes. and when they're like walking through oh, yeah. the, the military it's like just just walk not run no no yeah. not run yet so okay. we're running now okay now we're run we're yeah, running yeah, now yeah. and there's that great moment when they fly away they steal the plane and the two other uh, fifth generation yeah. jets fly up beside them and they had they the tom cruise just goes yeah does the hand signals yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, calms down oh, it's like what does that mean it's not good it's not yeah, good yeah, we've yeah. got to go the, um, um, that that and also that's the other bits so they've they've crashed they've got the plane they've managed right. to take off the runway clip the landing gear oh. up, and then these fifth generation flight. again that's like that was like a part of that like this is this whole part second yeah, half yeah. it's just go go so you go. have these two and then you have the the bit with the fifth generation and he's in like an f 16 an old, old one plane. one from like the original yes, yes, it's, it's basically and there's all like the little stops that he's yeah. got to pull and, and and um he doesn't even know how to like make all of it work and find the landing yeah, so that was your dad's department yeah and then you have this great uh sort of dog fight between yeah. uh so they managed to shoot down one of the planes oh, and, then it's brilliant. and then they have this dog fight between them and this one aircraft and the fifth generation one they're going through the canyon run and then there's that move that the g that i'm calling it a g5 i guess Something or like whatever that. just does that turn in the air oh. and they're like and it's basically like cheating because yeah. it's able to sort of um res, uh withhold the g-force power yes. to to go through um I loved, I loved that. And then um, on the on the ship at the end, of course, it's the other proud moment. It's the cheers and the thing. And he says, "What does he say?" He says, "Thanks for saving my life." He says, "It's what my dad would have done." Oh, oh. and it's like it's such an like obvious thing for like young men to yeah. be thinking about like the things <laughs> you never got to say to your father. But like, I promise you, yeah, 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 it hits and it works. Yeah. I mean, if you watch this, you've probably seen it. But and the and um, I'm just thinking now also about all the sequences about the, the training. You know, when they have the bullseye on the ground, they're all trying yes. to hit it. And the G4 sequences, when it's like, is it payback? He's like passed out and yeah. then they're trying to get him. And then there's the bird strike. And, they're all and there's just... that moment when that pilot nearly dies. Yeah, so for... it's payback yeah, yeah. he's in the G4 and yes, he yeah, passes yeah. out. And yeah, yeah. Oh, and I, I love that. And um, now we're talking about spoilers as well. I, the Val Kilmer scene mm. works he, he starts just, um, just as a text message. Yes. And I think even well, if no, that... No, no, not, first, he's... A, Picture on a wall. Picture on a wall. He's introduced. He established. He's decorated, yeah. and you just. He's just receiving texts. And I thought, even if that's all it is, I'm. Yeah. I'm happy with that. And you, he's very much this like calm but present voice. Where I need you to yeah. do this. Like it's what you. It's what you would have wanted. Yeah. And I like the fact that it shows that obviously Maverick and I became friends. Yes. Uh, but, but the idea that they went from being rivals to friends legitimately. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Uh, but but and that Ice is still kind of looking out for him because remember, like Ice Man was the best pilot he was the most yeah. he won the best pilot he was just the maverick shot down a couple of yes. things yeah yeah and Anyways, um, so the yeah there's just this really nice scene which when I, I said before it could very easily have not felt right and yeah. i think i did you know curl my toes curl my toes ever so slightly when i knew he was going to be in it mm. but it just felt really honest to what those two characters were yeah um, I thought like the performances were both yeah. really good, and there was just just enough held back in what they said yeah. to make it really work. And then obviously he does. That, that's, you could tell he was going to die in the film, yeah. but when he does eventually die, what he is left with with what uh, Val Kimmer says yeah. to him becomes so much more poignant. So they have yeah they have this scene where he goes to visit him, and the idea is, and you you just you learn through dialogue with the the wife that um, yeah. his wife um, Val Kimmer's wife that uh, he's terminally ill and they have this scene in the study where they talk where he types because he can he can, struggles to speak okay. he they have this conversation but not about them they talk about the mission they talk about rooster but really it is about the bond between them you have these kind of two uh former you know icons and they keep showing that shot from the first film of them on the landing gear like like in in jubilation and you know maverick is reaching the end of his kind of arc and uh, Iceman's really reaching the end of his journey. And so Iceman's re- journey, life, he's reaching the end of his life. And they're just having this very polite, restrained conversation. And then I love that final line in the scene where it's just like, who's the best pilot? Yeah. And then, yeah. then Maverick's like, it's a nice moment, don't ruin it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and sadly, if you didn't know Val Kilmer, uh, he, he can't, he's not able to talk because so he had to have surgery on his throat because of he's had a stage four cancer diagnosis. So that's why it's slightly touchy right. that he'd be involved because... 
he's very much retired from acting, yeah. wouldn't be asked to do this. But it felt really special that in this sequel to a film, which he's so mm. known for, was able to play such a really nice part yeah. in it. And I'm so glad, like now I'm like, I'm really glad he was a part of it because yeah. it would have been a shame if it was just a text message. Mm. Um, and yeah, um, there's one more thing I wanted to mention. And I really liked, uh, I can't remember, I think it's Glenn Howell's the actor's Glenn name. Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell, who plays like hangman. the hangman, who's this really cocky, I'm the alpha dog, yeah. I'm going to be the best pilot, I'm going to be chosen for the mission. And he's known as the hangman because he leaves his co-pilots out to dry, mm. which is um, one of the reasons like Tom, Tom uh, Maverick isn't a fan because that kind of selfish thinking is what gets people killed. And he has such a wonderful character arc, which I didn't even expect them to go full, full circle on. But when they needed him the most, he was the one yeah. who disobeyed the orders yeah. and came through to save yeah. his friends. And again, it was one of those moments where I gasped and like just wanted to clap with applause. So yeah. I thought it was such a nice little character yeah. arc for a character that was really horrible, but he learned something as well. Do you know, talking to you about it, so you saw it in IMAX and, I, I, and IMAX. I, I mean I, I'm so jealous and I and I really want to I think I'm gonna go and I mean I know it's gonna be around for a while because it it's doing be, yeah. so well but I, I think I want to see that not because well I'll talk about 40x in a bit but yeah. I, I think it's made for IMAX 100%. and you really this is actually quite a rare film we think of these blockbusters coming along but this because it's made in such a specific way for a specific format they literally put large format Ari Alexis in did you, planes. Did you know that they also had to go through such rigorous training to fly? These are the no. actors flying the planes. Flying planes. So they started off by doing Mental. these drills with the Navy where like, it was all about being in the water. Cause like, if you have to eject, you have to be able to survive in the sea. So you, you have these footage of them being like in cages rolled into the water yeah. and, and, and having to escape from like a, a cargo plane simulation. And then they were flying like, you know, uh, biplane, you know, propeller jets, the, the things. And then they were flying jets and then they were flying into, and they built it up slowly crazy, but surely. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, I'd be like, I'll, I'll just, I'll be John Hamm's and, character. Um, I'll stay on the ground. And uh, operate cinema camera, please. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, and you have this footage of Tom Cruise being like, okay, this is what you do here. And this is what you. They were teaching you... about like, you know, aperture, lighting. Yeah. Like, do they need to be in the right position from yeah. the sun? Because otherwise yeah. your shot's blown yeah. out. I just, I can't even, I can't imagine. And yeah, you've got, um, you've got some, some aspect ratio switching, but always never felt distracting. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it, it, it works straight away. And pretty much the whole last half is, is just an I, IMAX section. It's so brilliant. basically, as you can probably tell, it's really great. It, you will you will have a good time. I really do think you will. And I mean, obviously, if you've got this while listening to this, you Anyone probably already seen it. it. I mean, maybe let us know if you didn't enjoy it. I, I'd be surprised, yep. or for whatever reasons. Um, obviously, no films for everyone, but... Nope. Uh, I, it's pretty close. I, I think it was a real kind of fist pump of a film that that felt earned. Whereas the uh, you know watching the, you know the, the original Top Gun is so far back and so different and just lost in such a different period of time. Yeah, it was hard to have that. But this, I felt like they really had, had worked for it. Would you be annoyed if they made a sequel to Top Gun Maverick with Maverick in it? Yeah, yeah, I would be because yeah. I think they they're happy for that to be done. I think, so. and I think Tom Cruise is happy for that to be done because he had resisted Just making a lot of money. Yeah, but he'd resisted having a Top Gun sequel for so long. Really, it, it's but taken thirty six. Yeah, they, they've been asking him to do Top Gun sequels since the first one came, came out. Well. Like on and on, and he'd always like, no, 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 and because it was such a big thing, I think it was quite a daunting task. And they've come back and they've been able to pull it off really well. I hope they don't. I hope they don't. Uh, bring back a sequel that really the the franchise you're investing in is not top gun it's tom cruise so you just hope that the, the audience will just carry over to mission impossible dead reckoning part one yeah, okay. all the stunts, yeah. yeah i i am so happy with that film being a full stop i think it's brilliant and it, it gives me so much closure yeah. and i'm glad that that could be it but also it ends with he's out the navy now isn't it that was his last thing that's his last like whatever happens this is your last yeah uh, yeah he was just put in top gun because i know like you couldn't write him. Oh, yeah, we right, need you so back we need you to back and this time in space <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> top gun in space <laughs> So we love the film. Yeah. But one thing I want to talk about is, obviously I did see this in 4DX. Yes. Um, which is a, a cinema experience that I don't think a lot, it yes, a lot of people haven't done. But in the same way that, you know, we went to the premiere, I went to the premiere and we've just reviewed the film. I thought it would just be interesting for people listening if I just told them a bit about how 4DX works. And don't worry, this isn't like a paid promotion thing. I'm not going to tell yeah, you. Like yeah, 4DX, not, I'm genuinely just like reviewing my experience. Not been paid today. to do it, no, but no. we were sent. So we were, yeah, we were sent as part of it to, to experience it. So 4DX is an interesting thing. So just to, to contextualize what, how it works, it's only in Cineworld uh, cinemas at the moment. It's 4DX because your chair moves. Your, uh, not 3D. No, it's no 3D. There's no glasses. But your, um, your chair moves with certain motion in the film. Your chair vibrates. Um, there is uh, gusts of wind or short bursts of air. There is 
sprays of water where necessary. Is that annoying? Wait, I'll get there. Um, and lots of other kind of uh, things, okay? It's synchronized. It's all done in South Korea, and it's synchronized perfectly with the movement of, of the film. So it's never, it's never out of sync. It's always yeah. like, you know, done like that. Um, and, you know, before I... Before I did this, I was not really, uh, I, I wasn't thrilled at the idea of 4DX. I didn't mm. think I needed it. And, I, you know, I was speaking to you and you're, you've been quite skeptical It's about never the idea. been what I yes. really wanted. I thought I'd rather, you know, pay for a premium yeah. viewing experience and let the seat just be still. Right. I, something about water or wind so it kind of does. I think that yeah. would take me out. But so gonna this is the thing. Everyone, when we were in the room, everyone was talking about, this is interesting, but could, could this work for two hours long? Or, you know, yes, or the fatigue this? of it, yeah. I, I, what I'll say is this. When we watched the film, they first showed some trailers, Jurassic World, you know, the new one coming up. And they, uh, the, the 4DX experience for that was pretty unassuming. Oh, so, like, the trailers? Yes, yeah, so they'd seen oh, some wow. of that. So, like, you know, a Jurassic, you know, the T Rex stomps, <laughs> your chair moves a bit. And it's uh, like, okay, yeah, okay, that's fine. But I wasn't really that thrilled. I, I thought it was just. They turned it up when the film started. <laughs> whatever. But I would be lying if I didn't say that with Top Gun, Maverick. It wasn't, sorry, let me do that again. I would be lying if I didn't say that it was interesting with Top Gun Maverick because the way, I think it works specifically with Top Gun Maverick because the, the way that that is filmed in the cockpit with planes banking Literally left, G-force is a right, plot element. Back up in, you know, the motion of a chair is inbuilt with like the, similar to the motion of a cockpit. I would be lying if I said that that didn't actually have a great... I didn't have a great time with that. that yeah. I, I, I was surprised at how undistracting... How and much actually, movement are we talking? Oh, you know, it's probably like... It's not like... You're probably only doing like 20... <laughs> no, probably only like 20 <laughs> degrees. But like, you know, when, when, when you see the back of a jet flare up with the engine's about to go, your chair goes back a bit. Uh, and, it, and it probably moves. And, wow. I, and I have to say, like, there was... Especially in that last third, when the, the mission is underway and the planes are moving, your chair was. And I, 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 I had a. I did have a good time with it. I had, yeah. I did have a good time with it. Um, but so I have to say, so the synchronization with Top Gun Maverick, it worked. I'm not sure it would work with all the other films. I, I, I'm still not sold on the idea, but, mm. I, but I would be lying if I didn't say that that was a really good thing. There was one moment that didn't work at all, though. Mm -hmm. There is a bit in Top Gun Maverick where. Um, a character is in a snow-filled environment, right? Okay. And literally, I'm watching it, and then I hear, and I'm like, "Is that is that in the film?" And then these snow blowers at the no. side of the screen blow this fake snow, and everyone in the whole auditorium burst out laughing. It was ridiculous. That is, that is a step too far. I, I know, and I was like, "This is like a school panto. This is this is this is silly. It's just silly. The chair moving is one thing. I think almost just the chair I think moving. Chair moving is enough. Is and then fine. rumble, I think, yeah. is cool. Chair and rumble is fine, but but you, I mean, I turned the water off on my seat. Oh, I, can you I do, do that. Yeah, oh, yeah good. thank goodness. But but um, the the snow thing, I thought oh, that is just really silly, and and makes the whole thing seem like a cheap gimmick, which is what going into like it, a theme I think park people, ride, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know those uh, at fun fairs, it's the yes, cabin. Yes. Like that, that is probably the most I'd want. So look, 4DX, I, I think I'd always rather go choose IMAX probably. Like, yeah. like that, the fact that you've seen it in Top Gun, seen Top Gun in, in IMAX, I'll go and do that. But I, I, on this particular occasion, I did kind of have a good time, except yeah. that one snowy moment. So... I don't know. If anyone out there has seen 4DX and wants to let us know if yeah, they... it's probably the film... Mm. I only film I could conceive of seeing yes. in I, maybe Star Wars if there's lots of you know X-wing scenes or like cool sound yeah. stuff to do with lightsabers but other than that I can't, can't say I'm like otherwise it's going to be like Jurassic World and a car will like spin around a corner really quickly and your chair will go Ooh. So yeah well. yeah okay. but, it, but, it, but it also was it wasn't as distracting as I thought anyway Fine. 4DX it's there if there you, you fancy Top Gun Maverick go see it Okay, so George, it is time to play a little game before we go today. This is our game we played the last few weeks. It is Guess the Film by its cast. Sure. If you didn't know, if you haven't listened, I'm going to read out a cast list. And George, from the cast list, has to tell me what film it is before I get to the end. Okay. He's pretty good at this, but I'm hopefully <laughs> going to try and Bring it stump on. him. Okay, so I'm going to like, give you like a two to three second break sure. between each one. Are you ready? You've got to guess the film by its cast in three, two, one. Peter O'Toole. Last Emperor. Garrett Headland. Uh, Rose Byrne. Garrett Headland and Rose Byrne. Uh, Brendan Gleeson. Uh, Rose Byrne and Brendan Gleeson. Uh, it's not. Sean Bean. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Brian Cox. Uh, um, it's oh Diane God. Kruger. Uh, 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 this might give it away. Orlando Bloom. Uh, uh, is it Kingdom of Heaven? No. Eric Banner. Um, last one. Uh, Garrett Headlands thrown me. Brad Pitt. Oh, it's um, Troy. Troy. That has. Some... I threw you there because that actually has a big cast. Huge cast. Huge when, cast. You, when you said Rose Byrne and Garrett Headland, I associate those with early 2010s. Yes. This is 2004. Rose Byrne is in that way before we knew who yeah. Rose Byrne was. Yeah. As uh, she's like a. Yeah, she's like one of the Troy people. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trojans, James. Trojan, yeah. <laughs> what did I say? Troy people. Troy people. <laughs> Troy story. Hey, they're called Trojans. Uh, that has got a really mixed cast. Yes. I thought I'd throw you because you've got... Peter O'Toole. <laughs> you've got like Brendan Gleeson, Brian Cox. Yeah. On the one side, you've got your Orlando Bloom, yeah. Eric Banner, who've all just done a Love mixture of films. You can almost give him as an underrated actor, Eric you Banner. You could. Eric Banner, feel like he's I agree. Stepped away, but yeah, good. So that was Troy. Did you get it? Second film. Paul Bettany. Okay. Tandy Newton. Crash. Erin uh, Kellyman. Mission Impossible 2. I don't know who Erin Kellyman is. Woody Harrelson. Uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Oh, that is solo, a yes. Star Wars story. Yes. Oh, that is tough. <laughs> uh, the rest of the ones you could have had for that were Donald Glover, Amelia Clark. Alton Aaron Reich. Right. Again, sure. mixed cast. Yeah. It's not the most popular no, style. No, no, that film, is good so. though. That's Because very... like Paul Bessie, Tardy yeah, Newton. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you the difficulty. Yeah, he's got a co- Last week, George got a couple on the first go, so yeah. I'm just humbling him. But <laughs> yeah, solo style story. Well done. Last film. Film number three. Guess the film. Buy its cast. Are you ready? Mackenzie Davis. Terminator Salvation. Dave Batista. Ah. Uh, Robin Wright. Uh, Blade Runner Runner 2049. (laughs) You just had like an absolute seizure. Your eyes You look like Doctor Strange (laughs) seeing the 14 million future. (laughs) Uh, That was Blade Runner 2049. So it was uh, Mackenzie Davis, Dave Batista, Robin Wright. The next one was Jared Leto, Anna de Armath. Uh, Harrison Ford. Is it, it Armath? No, I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, Anna Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling. But <sighs> there you go. That Thank was you. another round of guests. I still the think film I'm getting the better than based you. on this cast. Yeah, you absolutely are. Um, there you go. Did you get them? I'd be curious to hear if you did. But anyway. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Pulp Kitchen. Don't forget that we post episodes of this show every single Wednesday. But we also have loads of extra content coming on the channel throughout the week. So yes, you might have watched, listened to our episode in the week, but later we'll, you know, coming out later in the week, we've got reviews, news, reactions, games, all that kind of stuff. So go check it out. Don't forget this episode is brought to you by the subscribe button. Go subscribe. (laughs) It's free with discount code. Just click it. Uh, Please go and give the YouTube some love. Drop us a like. Rate us on Spotify. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram. We post little clips really of helps, this yeah. show. Sometimes stuff that doesn't make it in. So check it out. It really helps. Um, Thank we you. will see you next week. Thank you very much. Bye.